0: Informing, educating, empowering, improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. You're listening to the Agent Survival Guide Podcast. In today's episode, learn what's new for marketplace agents selling ACA plans for the upcoming plan year. 2024 Marketplace Final Rule Changes Agents Should Know, written by Roxanne Anderson. Recently, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS for short, released their HHS Notice of Benefit and Payment Parameters for 2024 Final Rule. We've noted the changes marketplace agents should be aware of for the 2024 open enrollment period and beyond. The Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, Notice of Benefit and Payment Parameters for 2024 Final Rule finalizes standards for issuers, marketplaces, agents, brokers, web brokers, and assisters like navigators, non-navigator assistance personnel, and certified application counselors. Included are changes that will affect your Affordable Care Act client's plan choices, coverage, coverage effective dates, and special enrollment period availability. There are also two important changes related to items agents selling marketplace plans will need to document moving forward. You can find the link to the full 2024 Marketplace final rule in the episode notes to read for yourself. Most of these changes go into effect for the 2024 plan year, typically abbreviated as PY 2024, but some have other specified implementation dates. Here's a summary of what you need to know. Changes that will affect Marketplace agents first on the list, agent documentation of consent from consumers. This document is now required prior to providing consumers assistance. CMS has finalized an HHS requirement that agents must be able to provide proof they've received consent from a consumer or their authorized representative to help them with their Affordable Care Act or ACA coverage decisions. Agents must retain this documentation for a minimum of 10 years and produce it upon request. While there's no official form to document this consent, Ritter's compliance and under 65 teams have created a form that does satisfy this requirement. We've included that as a free download in our episode notes, so be sure to grab that when you're done listening. The next change on our list, agent documentation of consumer review of application. A consumer must confirm all info is accurate before application submission. Agents must also document that the consumer or authorized representative has reviewed and confirmed all eligibility application information prior to applying. Like the consent documentation, agents must retain this documentation for a minimum of 10 years and produce it upon request. Currently, there's no official form to document this consent. Third on our list. Longer HHS review period for agent rebuttals for suspensions or terminations of marketplace agreements. CMS has granted HHS 15 more days, so 45 calendar days total, to review agent-submitted evidence to rebut allegations that resulted in the suspension of their marketplace agreements and inform the agent of their decision. HHS will have 30 more days, so 60 calendar days total, to review termination reconsiderations and inform agents of their decisions. Number four, navigators and other assisters can enroll door-to-door, and that includes upon first contact. Assisters, the group made up of navigators, non-navigator assistance personnel, and certified application counselors, can conduct door-to-door enrollment assistance. Agents can, too, unless there is specific guidance from your state's Department of Insurance stating otherwise. This new stipulation will make it important for you to ensure your clients understand the value of working with a licensed agent like you for assistance. Moving on, CMS also announced changes that will affect your Marketplace clients. First up on the client side, the new Bronze to Silver Crosswalk Policy, When Automatically Re-Enrolling Enrollees Eligible. For CSRs. Enrollees who are eligible for cost sharing reductions, or CSRs, and enrolled in a bronze level qualified health plan, QHP for short, can be automatically re enrolled in a silver level QHP in the same product and provider network as long as the premium after application of the advanced premium tax credit is lower or equivalent to the premium of the bronze-level QHP the enrollee would have otherwise been re-enrolled in. The bronze-to-silver crosswalk policy for automatic re-enrollment will take effect on the federal platform for plan year 2024. Second change for clients. Network similarity re-enrollment criteria for enrollees with QHPs or products no longer offered. If an enrollee has a QHP or product that will not be available the next plan year and is being auto-enrolled in a similar plan, that plan must have a similar network beginning in plan year 2024. This rule applies to both federal and and state-based marketplaces, or SBMs. Third on the list, a new SEP for loss of Medicaid or CHIP that will generally last 90 days. Starting January 1st, 2024, marketplaces can implement a new special enrollment period or SEP for consumers losing Medicaid or Children's Health Insurance Program, CHIP, coverage, that's considered minimal essential coverage. The SCP will last 90 days after the loss of coverage, aligning with the 90-day Medicaid or CHIP reconsideration period. SBMs will be able to provide consumers qualifying for the SCP with more time to select a QHP if the state's Medicaid or CHIP reconsideration period is longer. They will also be able to implement the rule sooner upon the final rule taking effect if they so choose. Currently, there is a temporary special enrollment period with the Medicaid unwinding in effect for the federally facilitated marketplace through July, 2024. Number four, earlier coverage dates if losing minimum essential coverage. And important to note, this is optional. For marketplaces to offer. For consumers attesting to a future loss of minimum essential coverage, MEC for short, marketplaces will be able to offer earlier coverage dates, potentially helping consumers avoid gaps in coverage. For example, if a consumer attests on April 18th that they will lose MEC on June 18th and applies for a plan on May 28th, Their coverage could be effective June 1. Fifth on the list, plan display error SEP changes. A new error has been added and proof will not fall solely on consumers. If a consumer is requesting a special enrollment period due to their plan choice being influenced by erroneous plan materials on benefits, service area, premium, or cost-sharing. Other interested parties may submit proof on the consumer's behalf. CMS has added cost-sharing to the types of plan display errors that may allow for such a special enrollment period. Number 6. Specified Method of Age Calculation for Standalone Dental Plans, or SADPs issuers must use an enrollee's age on effective date. Beginning with plan year 2024, marketplace-certified SADPs sold on or off marketplace must use an enrollee's age on effective date to calculate their age for rating and eligibility purposes. This revision aims to remove the more difficult age calculation methods and reduce consumer confusion. Next on the list, marketplace QHPs and SHOP plans must use an adequate network. They must comply with essential community provider or ECP regulations. All individual market QHPs and all small business health option program or SHOP plans must meet network adequacy and essential community provider standards. CMS has removed the exception that these standards need not apply to plans without a provider network. This revision aims to ensure consumer access to an adequate selection of providers and includes QHP and SHOP standalone dental plans, except for those that sell plans where it is prohibitively difficult for the issuer to establish a network of dental providers. Also included in the final rule, essential community provider category changes, which includes two new categories and retained thresholds. To increase access to care for low-income and medically underserved consumers, CMS has established two new major essential community provider categories for plan year 2024 and beyond mental health facilities and substance use disorder treatment centers. CMS has also added rural emergency hospitals to the other category. And also of note, going forward, CMS is retaining the 35% threshold for federally qualified health centers and family planning providers. Number nine, removal of the standardized plan option. This change applies to the non-expanded bronze medal level. Starting for plan year 2024, QHPs on the federally facilitated marketplace and state-based marketplaces will not need to offer standardized plans designed by CMS at the non-expanded bronze level. It's important to note, not all SBMs have adopted a version of standardized plans. For example, Pennsylvania has not. And non-standardized plans could include dental, vision, and other benefits, and could have tiered networks. A limitation on the number of standardized plans by market Could lead to plan disruptions for members. And finally, number 10 on our list non standardized plan option limits. The new limits are four per QHP issuer for plan year 2024 and two for plan year 2025 and beyond. QHPs on the federal platform, including SBMs on the federal platform, will be limited to 4 non-standardized plan options per product network type metal level excluding catastrophic plans and dental and or vision benefit coverage for plan year 2024. For plan year 2025 and beyond, the limit will drop from 4 to 2. CMS includes exceptions and additional clarifications in the full final rule. With these changes, CMS aims to reduce the weighted average number of plans offered to each consumer from about 114 for plan year 2023 to 91 for plan year 2024, and subsequently decrease plan choice overload, suboptimal plan selection, and unexpected financial harm to consumers. The HHS 2024 Notice of Benefit and Payment Parameters Final Rule generally aims to make coverage more accessible, strengthen plans, and simplify plan choice for 2024. While there are only a few 2024 Marketplace Final Rule changes that directly impact agents, it's important to ensure you understand them so you can stay compliant selling ACA insurance going forward. If you have any questions about these changes, please email our compliance officer at complianceofficer at ridderim.com and we will have that email for you in the episode notes. Thank you so much for listening to this installment of the Agent Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, consider following along with us. When you follow the show, new episodes show up right in your listening queue. All you have to do is hit play. And with that, we will see you next episode. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written by Roxanne Anderson. Script proofing by Tina Lamaru. Script adaptation, recording, and production by me, Sarah Rupel. Podcast design by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with our show wherever you like to listen.